Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. On today's episode, we have a very talented filmmaker, photographer, and overall super creative guy. He's from Palmdale and has been featured in publications such as Vogue, GQ, and Harper's Bazaars. He's also shot for some of Costa's all-time favorite musicians and comedians, Odessa and Sebastian Maniscalco, which is coach this is very jealous of everyone please welcome jay ford to the pod yo what's good guys what's good let's, let's go good, bro. I'm hyped appreciate y'all having you. me man I'm hyped. Yeah, let's dude. go we got a jam-packed episode a lot to learn let's do it let's go first things first though <clears throat> oh lord we do our one-handed crack whenever we have a guest on yeah we ran you through the uh the rules basically it's a one-handed crack you gotta crack it with one hand and you can't use the uh the table for support is it only left hand? Because I'm right, right or it's left, whatever you, whatever want. you want. But All it's just right. got to go, just right there. Your right. brain's going to give you a score. I went to college, so hopefully I passed the test. <laughs> it's, it's been a hit while. It, hit it for me. Uh, does it have to face a certain no, way? No, you're good. You just can't really dent it, so you got it. Oh, shit. Oh, this is shit. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like my, no my dents fingers, though no you know what no you didn't dent it you didn't we didn't i don't see any dents we're just gonna have to deduct a little bit G- for the give me my C, bro. we're gonna start give us off C. with a, a five eight to start off the pod that's a, we've, that's a we, we've had worse we've yeah, had, we've had way we worse. had a, we had a zero the other day it was crazy so you, you, don't worry you're you're not at the I, bottom I just of the cut my nails that, that's another <laughs> one that i hear that i should have let you know two weeks in advance all good all good god well yeah so okay so the way that i know jay i recently met him yeah and uh we went to alabama hills over fourth of july weekend it's funny because we had romo on and we had <laughs> nate norell on and like we were all in alabama hills whoa yeah that that whole group was low-key legendary i'm literally gonna get every single person from alabama, from that trip to alabama hills on this podcast and make a playlist just call it alabama there it is. <laughs> there it is um but yeah so i had never met jay and we drove up with uh, a mutual friend named mm. arthur para who i'm still trying to get on the pod but he that dude's hard keeps, to fucking Ar- Ar- arthur's yeah. like the president man <laughs> yeah, exactly. i gotta get to his assistant's assistant yeah, and then she'll send I him, give him email. shit weekly on like how he just disappears yeah, he like, does bro, he just goes on. into his cave <laughs> yeah. for like his super six studio for two weeks exactly, at a time. Yeah. Exactly. but um but it's funny because we were driving up and, mm-hmm. and me and jay were talking and i was like man your stuff's really cool and then i realized that i had been following you for a minute on instagram i was like dude this guy's stuff is fucking sick and i know who you are because mm-hmm. like i've been following you i don't even know how i came across your stuff it honestly must have been from arthur he must I like, think so like just yeah. share it or something mm-hmm. yeah but uh, and then we vibe and we we had a great. I was time. like, "That's my boy!" Like after the trip, I'm like, "Oh, we're brothers now." Let's, <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's like, go. Legendary trip. I can't say too much of what we did for everybody, but yeah, <laughs> we had a good great time. time. Great, great time. Party. Great party. time. <laughs> um, okay, so you recently <clears throat> moved to North Hollywood into yep. a studio apartment, mm-hmm. which we will get into a little bit because you're doing something pretty cool with that. Yeah. But you also grew up in LA, or not in LA, but Palmdale. Kind it's LA like, County, but yeah. it's not LA at all. So what was that like growing up in Palmdale? I just want to apologize because you had to grow up east of the four or five. And <laughs> bro, I hear it. I hear tough. it every day. We have Afro Man. That's how that's how people know us. We have Afro Man. But Palmdale, bro, it's uh, it's not much out there. It's uh, just a desert town, small city. Um, it's actually a lot of people. There's five high schools out there, but you wouldn't believe it by seeing it because everything is so separated. Mm. 
And uh, we're just so far from everything. So we're a commuter town. My parents drove an hour every day to get to work. Wow. Um, and that was my life. Like, there was nothing else to do but to pretty much play sports out there. Play sports or have a baby. And uh, I chose the sports. <laughs> so <laughs> what, did you, what did you play? Uh, I played football. Okay. I played, well, I did everything. I played basketball. Mm. I swam. played football, track. Um, I was one of those kids that was like kind of good at everything sports related. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just do good it. at everything. Wait, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always tell people I'm like athletes, I think, could be the best creatives because the the way that we approach said game uh-huh. is the same thing that you could approach any Bro. creative medium that you go after. life like mm-hmm, sports sure. literally teaches you life. 100%. And uh, I apply that shit every day. Um, just a work ethic like the, mm-hmm. I call it the Mamba mentality. Uh, just like just grind and mm-hmm. don't let things get to you. And uh, just that adversity that you go through in sports is like, after you get that, you can't handle anything in life. So it's pretty cool. Did you have it all handed to you as an athlete or did you really have to work hard for all of the spots um, that you got and whatnot? It depends on the sport. Well, okay. football was my main sport. Like, okay. that's what I went to college for, uh, played D1. Uh, but football kind of came natural to me. Uh, everything else I had to grind for. It. Okay. So basketball, I was never the tallest dude, but all my family's tall. So... I'm the only one that had to kind of get in grind with them. So. What happened? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm like five nine, trying to get to five ten. Uh, but <laughs> still, I'm on my grind. I'm, try, I'm, I'm still, trying to get there. I'm still trying to get there. But like my family is like six five, six okay. four, six three. Damn. So I'm like, yo, the little dude, just a tough little guy, just trying to get at everybody. And uh, that's another way I just kind of had that dog mentality. I just had to go harder than everybody else. And uh, it just wasn't handed to me for everything. So You talked about adversity. And I watched a video before you mm-hmm. came over talking about how you had a pretty bad football injury that caused you to mm-hmm. not be able to play anymore. And then you kind of pivoted towards, you know, doing this whole creative thing. Yep. Were you doing creative work before you made that pivot? Yes, I was uh, one of those kids that always knew exactly what they wanted to do growing up. Uh, like my dad, he always had the camera around, uh, making just home videos, music videos, just like us of our sports games and stuff. So as soon as I seen the camera, I'm like, let me try this thing out. And uh, from day one, literally fell in love. I used to make uh, highlight tapes from me and myself, my friends. I used to uh, make music videos. I used to make documentary commercials. And this is all like when I'm like 12 years old. And then uh, in high school, we had like our little seminar classes and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm the guy. Let me uh, let me make the video for the class. Let me do everything. And uh, that really kind of helped my decision to go to college of if the school didn't have my major, I wasn't going to do it. Did you get recruited to play football? I did. I did. But so, then you also made sure it was a point that that school that you went to. It had to. How it had to. Inside? Yep. Um, like just Ponda is a like, small exposure place. So I didn't have too many crazy offers. And the ones that I did have, uh, I made sure it was like, yo, if they don't have a film program, I'm not doing it. And uh, I chose Northern Arizona University to have a film program. It's uh, it's okay. Uh, definitely learned a lot through YouTube University going up. Uh, but yeah, that's the emphasis I had. I had to have a film program, photography, all that stuff. So that's incredible. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Most of the people that we talk to, if not everyone, who actually went to film school is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, film school is cool. You don't really need it. I learned more off of YouTube University than anything. A hundred percent. Well, college is is more for the environment rather than mm-hmm. like the education, to me at least. I agree. Um, it's just like what other place in the world where twenty thousand kids your age meet in the same spot? You know what I mean? It's like a mm-hmm. microcosm of real life. You kind of put on training wheels to deal with real life, but you're still protected at the same time. So I think college is like 
that's definitely a good thing, but you don't need it. Gotcha. And did yeah. you always want to, like, did you knew, did you know you wanted to, like, go away to school? Or was it more so based on, like, let me see where I get mm-hmm. offers from? I just, growing up in Palmdale, bro, it was just, like, not much out there. I was like, I just got to get away. And, like, a lot of people in my town, they just stay there. They don't do anything else. It's, like, a small town mentality. It's like, oh, I'm going to just graduate, get a job, work, have a family. And for me, I just never wanted to do that. I just wanted to go to college, get away, and explore the world because I feel like Palmdale's close, but yet so far, like not having a car growing up, mm. I couldn't just go to LA and like have fun and do things. I, I didn't party in, in high school. I didn't do much. So like, I was like, I just got to get out. I just got to get out. If I didn't get an offer, I would have did something somewhere else. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad I did. Did you manifest that? Or were you were you writing <laughs> down these goals and these dreams that you had? Because, mm-hmm. you know, and especially you said you really didn't have any community around you mm-hmm. in Palmdale that was also doing the creative stuff. Oh, not at all, bro. Really? It's like, it was just me. And people used to be like, yo, why do you have your camera? You no know what way, I mean? No yeah, really? Oh, yeah. It was like, because uh, I'm doing photo shoots mm-hmm. and I'm charging like the prettiest girls in school. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I'll do a photo shoot 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, people looked at it as just different they're like yo jay ford the dude with the camera that was me growing up and uh what what was the question again no just i mean did you have to write out these goals that you had for yourself because especially when you're like in a situation mm-hmm. where nobody else around you is doing this stuff yeah how are you kind of keeping mm-hmm. keeping on track with your plan um around that time thankfully uh youtube had really started to take off mm-hmm. and uh really kind of showed me the world and what it is and what it could be and I knew it was like, Palmdale, this ain't the end all be all. I got to go somewhere. So I, it's not necessarily just writing it down. It's just mm-hmm. kind of just thinking every day. I was like, all right, um, let me get this good grade so like I can get good colleges to like me and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just every day I'm like, I got to get out. I got to get out. And that's how a lot of my cousins were. They're like, yo, get out because you have too much talent to just be here and just be settled. So that's like one of my things. I'm afraid to settle. That's great, man. Yeah, bro. One of the things that I struggled with personally after I stopped playing sports was dealing with like an identity crisis of, Mm -hmm. you know, associating myself so much with being a baseball player Mm -hmm. and then stop playing baseball. Bro, that's such a thing, bro. And then dealing with like, dude, I don't like, who am I? Bro. And then I found the creative stuff. It seems like you had the creative stuff the whole time Mm -hmm. and then, you know, had the, the injury and then started doing more of the yeah, leaning 100% into the creative side. Yeah, bro. Did you at all ever deal with that that like creative like uh, or the identity crisis of Yeah, for not sure, for sure. It's anymore? like um, when you play something for so long and you do it every day, you kind of groom to it. That's your that's your lifestyle. And then all of a sudden when it's just like cut off, it's like, yo, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And some people they they go in different directions, which is like some are unhealthy, some are healthy. And mine Luckily, thank God I had the camera. And I remember one day I was sitting in my dorm and uh, this is when I found out, I was like, I'm not playing football no more. Instead of going back home and like going to junior college because it had been cheaper, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I looked at my camera, I'm like, this is it. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so obviously everybody has like their their battles of like, uh, what do I do next and what do I do? And I definitely got into the wrong things. Like I partied, mm-hmm. like that was my getaway. Like I got into drinking because I didn't drink in high school. So like, let me see what that is. You know what I mean? I did all that, but like I always had the camera with me. So I think that's what really got me to where I am today is like I was partying so much that I was bringing my camera everywhere. And I was like, oh, I might as well just record the parties. And uh, it ended up leading to um, I used to make this thing called the life of NAU. And it was just pretty much just parties, sororities, like football games, basketball games and like put in one video and I would make it every year. So four years I was there. 
everybody was like, yo, I can't wait for the next life video. I can't wait for it. And I was like, yo, and it kind of taught me. I'm like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. And I'm not, now I'm starting to get like steam. And I remember making uh, spring break videos and getting like 30,000 views in a week. And I'm like, what is this? Mm. That kind of gave me momentum to, to kind of do what I'm doing now. So people would pay me, like the sororities would pay me to make videos for them, the fraternities videos for them. And I'm like, yo, this could be my life. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. So it kind of stemmed to that. What is, what did, oh, sorry. Now I was going to say it's so interesting because Brayden also uh-huh. made yeah, sororities. I did the same, same type of thing bro, when I was starting. There's bread it's, there. It's good money, yeah, it's man. Good it's bread. good It's mo- good practice, I get, too. I get to hang out with the it's, hottest chicks at the school. Somebody twist my arm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm, at, I'm the <laughs> I mean, only shit. dude in the party. <laughs> yeah. And they're paying me like a stupid amount. Yeah, and I'm exactly. like, I should have been getting paid this That's so funny. <laughs> but I had a T5I, bro. That's what I do. No I'll tell you, bro. Wait, what did you do when you had these people that were telling you, you know, oh, you know, you're the guy with the camera, like Jay's doing this thing, like, uh-huh. bro, just fucking hang out with us and drink or come to the football game, like just leave the camera at home. How did oh, you kind of, how did you overcome that? Because I think a lot of people uh-huh. quit because their boys or their girls are like, oh, bro. yo, this is whack. This isn't sick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or was it the opposite? Once mm-hmm. they saw that first recap video, mm-hmm. then they were like, yo, bring the camera. You got to invite It literally transitioned. So like, I'm a hard headed dude. So like, when somebody tells me no, I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. So like <laughs> all the parties and stuff, they, they at first they're like, why do you have a camera? Who's this guy with the camera? And I'm like, yo, I'm Jay. This is what I do. Okay. Okay. And then I dropped the, the life of NAU video. Then it went from, why do you have that camera to, where's your camera? <laughs> <laughs> so from that, I'm like, all right, now I got them. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. That's yeah, bro. But uh, especially because I'm playing sports, like sports dudes aren't really into the creative world, especially mm-hmm. at that age. Um, they Anything is weird to them. Yep. If it's not sports, it's not their little mm-hmm. thing. Oh, you weird. And that, that was tough to get through. Cause like some of my closest friends and family would tell me like, no, you should do this. Like, bro, why don't you just go in business? You can get a job, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, I want to do this. And, uh, that was a battle. It's still about, well, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well now, but before, like after I graduated college, still same thing. It was like, yo, you should just do this. You should do this. And were you doing like both photo and video at that time? Yeah, bro. I was, uh, just. I, like I said, I was just taking pictures of the prettiest girls at the school, N- not models at all, but I'm like, I'm just practicing now. That's mm-hmm. like this. And uh, videos, same thing. I was just sorority parties, fraternity parties, and just make the coolest thing I can do. And then that ended up leading me to where I am. So then talk to me about you graduate college. <clears throat> do you, you move back home? Uh, yeah, I graduated. And literally the day I graduated, I went back home. I was like, I'm not staying here. Like I knew, I'm, I used to have panic attacks because... Um, you know how people like graduate college and say, uh, I want to get a job. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm like, I want to graduate college and not get a job. I want to work for myself. And I used to like stay up all night, like just dreaming and like having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do, but I don't quite know how I do it. And uh, one day, uh, this is crazy. Uh, just Rob, I used to watch Rob Strokes videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is that. like 2015, 2016. This is when he first blew up. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to travel the world. And I want to just shoot cool things and from there i was like all right i'm going back home so did you get to travel and do that whole travel influencer travel filmmaker i I tried bro i tried so like uh so i just stuck to my bread and butter when i graduated so uh i knew that i didn't want to get a job so i hit up every sorority in california i was like yo i'm jay i did this in arizona blah blah blah. Uh, i would love to do this for you right off the rip four of them hit me back uh ucla usc uc riverside uc irvine and they're like, oh, yeah, we love your videos. Yeah, can you do it for us? 
automatically they paid me with five thousand, seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Some one of them paid me nine thousand. I'm like, yo, for one video, for one video, bro, for Sorry, one video. Got bread. They got bread, stupid bread. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I would use that money to uh, buy tickets to go somewhere. And uh, I would make like these fake travel videos, just trying to do what I could. Mm. So I went to Europe. I traveled seven countries in three weeks. And I just used that as leverage of like, all right, I'm going to these countries and I'm going to pitch it to somebody else like saying, hey, they paid me to come out here and do the video. Can I do this for you? And it kind of just ro- rolled from there. So it's pretty crazy. The amount of times we've told people yeah, to do crazy. that is like maybe not necessarily go travel yeah. Europe for mm-hmm. three weeks, but like. Do something for free, invest in yourself, mm-hmm. and then leverage it later exactly. on. Exactly. Make mm-hmm. it look like you're you're that guy that's mm-hmm. traveling the world, that's doing it for free, but they don't have to know that you, you didn't get paid nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I had a panic attack. My mom had to send me money as I'm out there because I ended up spending too much money because I didn't know the British pound was that much oh, more than the US dollar yeah. at the time. Just stupid. Oh and I'm God. like, yo, I don't have any money. <laughs> so my mom had to help me out. But yeah, bro, it people don't know out. that. It worked out. <laughs> Where's uh, Do you have like a favorite place that photography slash filmmaking has brought you um thailand oh. thailand bro that is by far my most favorite place i've ever been in the world is uh literally just the best experience um and it was one of the best slash worst trips of my life so that trip um i lost my passport <laughs> I, I i had a motorcycle accident I got bit by a dog. I had uh, (laughs) a stray dog. And I had um, a stomach infection from drinking the water. All within, like, we were there for a month. And all that happened within, like, the first week. Oh my God. <laughs> yo, you think about dipping, you're like, maybe. This is I was like, like yo, maybe I should go to Bali. <laughs> God's <laughs> giving me signs to tell me I shouldn't be here. He's like, bro, somewhere else like, in Asia. Literally, bro. So uh, I remember when I got bit by the dog, and I was like, yo, I just sat on the beach and like low key cried a little bit. I was oh like, yo, God. this is this what I want to do? <laughs> I was like, this is harder than it looks. The monkey's like next to him, like, yo, what's good? Let's go. Bro. And no, the cherry on top was um, I got roofied, bro. Like, dead no ass. Way. I got roofied. I got roofied at the full moon party you know the full moon party everybody knows about so i could drink i went to college i could drink don't don't worry about that thing that we did but i I could drink a little bit so i had like maybe four drinks i drinking like normal all of a sudden out no and i'm like okay and then i woke up to a taxi driver pushing me in the alley like yo get up get up get up and i'm like what the fuck and i literally woke up and there's literally people just laid out all on the beach and i had blacked out that whole night off of four drinks and the way you know that you get roofied is there's no hangover. You just wake up. Oh. Yeah, there was like, I just snapped on. I'm like, yo, what happened? No way. No recollection. Nobody knows what I did. Nobody. Wallet on you, Wa- passport's gone. Okay. So uh, I had lost a passport oh, before. Oh, a minute that. ago. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so one's already. <laughs> yeah, so- <laughs> passport's big, guy. <laughs> that was gone. Well, what did you have on you? But I, had oh, my wait, wallet, I had my wallet, money taken out. I was bleeding. I had paint all over me. Somebody had painted on me. Shirt ripped apart. Uh, I had uh, I was soaking wet and literally just laying in the middle of an alley. Shut yeah, up. People don't tell you that on those travel videos of what really happened. This is why I'm starting my vlog. Oh my God. So, but you were totally okay. Totally Besi- okay. Besides like, besides yeah, I lost my dignity. I lost all that oh stuff. Oh my God. I didn't know what to tell my friends. I'm like, yo. What happened to me? And they're mm-hmm. like, bro, you just And you were just off. disappeared from your body. I buddies. just disappeared. That, that's kind of what I do, especially like when I'm drunk. I kind of wander around like to meet people. Uh-huh. And that time they thought I wandered around, but they didn't know I was Rufy. Oh my God. Like, who Rufy's a guy? But thank God you were safe, dude. <laughs> yeah. So then how is it, how is it also the best trip of your life? Yeah. <laughs> bro, 
besides all that, just like uh, the experiences that I had, like the place is so beautiful. And uh, we traveled everywhere throughout Thailand. Um, we went to uh, Chiang Mai, went to Koh Sak, went to uh, Koh Phi Phi. And we just did everything that I saw on videos. I'm like, mm. I gotta do it, I gotta do it. I did the zip line and uh, we did the parasail and we did uh, the motorcycle on the beach type of thing. And I'm like, yo, this is literally everything that I dreamed of in my life and it's happening now. And I was just, I felt so blessed. And to meet the nicest people in the world, mm. um, there's not too many black people out there. So when you go out there, they literally run up to you and take pictures. That's so <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yo, this is such a cool experience. Oh my gosh. And it's so, so cheap. We're staying on rooftop, mm -hmm. like hotels, $19 a night. I'm like, oh, yo, I might as well move here. <laughs> Save up a bunch of bread. We make a creator summit out exactly, in Exactly, bro. Exactly. So it was Mom, just. Mom, I'm all good this trip. Like, yeah, I don't need, I don't need your I don't money. Need I, I converted the pound this time. <laughs> But yeah, bro, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. That's awesome. Did, were you making a ton of stuff too while you were there? Oh yeah. Or you just are you just documenting though? So I went with my friend. He's another creator, okay. and uh, my my friend I went to college with. So we all went together. Mm. And bro, like I never grinded so hard in my life for just shooting. And I shot any and everything. I did photos. I did video. I did drone. I did whatever I had. I finally had the money from the sororities to pay for like equipment. And this is like my first big trip to like yo. I'm equipped now. I can shoot whatever I want. Hmm. And I had the, the gimbal. This is my first time using the gimbal. I was just grinding, bro, every day, sun up to sundown for three and a half weeks, bro. And uh, made a video and people loved it. And from there, I was like, all right, I got to keep doing this. That's awesome. Did yeah. you deal with struggling, living in the moment and experiencing Thailand for everything it had to offer? And also being like, I got to get the shot because you're like grinding. Like, mm -hmm. are you still taking a time to put the camera down and, and enjoy the moment? No. <laughs> for, for, me, <laughs> for me, I'm weird, bro. Like, I enjoy the moment like as I'm shooting because I, I really, I genuinely love what I do. Like, I, I get to my day to day is getting to shoot cool people in the beautiful places. Like, I, I'm in that moment. You know what I mean? Like me getting the angle is it's like a high. So like me putting the camera down, I feel like I'm missing out. You know what I mean? I totally like, I want to I want to take this home and uh, and show other people or show myself. It doesn't have to be for everybody else, but I just want to shoot and I really love it. So yeah, that is my moment. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. And okay, you talk about you brought up Rob Stroke. Mm -hmm. Can you who else like are you inspired by within the filmmaking and photography industry? Um, Brandon Lee, he's a legend. I don't know if you guys know about him. Wait, he's a travel guy. Yeah, he's a fucking beast. Hey, he's bro. got the long gimbal situation. Yeah, yeah, bro. Bro. He was like the first guy that ever did the, the whole long gimbal situation. Yeah, I was bro. like, I remember there was a shot in like Hong Kong or some shit, and he's going low like at, at RI level, and then the shot just fucking rate. I go, Yo, I was like, how do you do that? I'm, I'm like, like, is that a drone? Yeah, I'm like, what is bro using in here? That's crazy. Yeah, he's sick bro. though. Brandon he's super Lee, sick. he was like. Uh, I even bought his uh, film school. So after I graduated, he had his own film school come out and I bought it. And uh, what do you think about it? It was good. I, I'm not a school guy. I'm really? not, <laughs> I bought, I spent like 600 bucks. I'm like, all right, mm. this is what I need. I probably use it like five times. Really? And uh, still there, but, uh, but he's just one of the people I looked up to. And I'm like, whatever he puts out, I'm going to consume it. Hmm. Uh, like Brandon Lee was one of them. I don't know if you know Tim Kellner. He's a, another travel guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah. um, What's Tim his in the name? Wild? Yeah, Tim, Tim in the, in the Wild. wild bro. Yeah. bro, shit is nuts. He uh, like, bro. I used to try to mimic his videos in college. I'm like, yo, how does he do it? And he's around our age, just making the coolest thing. And the coolest thing about him, he made his own beats. That's so there's, there's no replicating what mm. he does because he makes it himself. And like, he's just one of those people that is like, yo, whatever he puts out, mm. uh, I'm just amazed by. So, like, I try to draw inspiration from all those guys. I don't try to copy them too much because uh, I feel like you 
get your own style by kind of mimicking everybody else, but you kind of make your own through that. Totally. You got to yeah. pull from a couple different mm-hmm. people and then give it your own. It's research, spice. bro. It's research. It's like when you write an essay, you have mm-hmm. to pull from so many different sources in order to create your own. You know what I mean? And same thing with photography, videography. You have to get inspired by other people that are already doing it. And it's hard to just come up with it yourself. And there's mm-hmm. not too many people that can. There is some, but uh, with me, I'm, I just pull from so many different places. And from there, now I have my own style. Mm-hmm. Like people hire me for my style. And, mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool. And I'm just realizing that this year that I do have my own style. I do need to appreciate what I do. I love that. Yeah, That's amazing. And so you talk about when you first graduated college, you were reaching out to these <clears throat> sororities. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're in a position now where like, you know, you're probably getting reached out to mm-hmm. for people that want to work with you. Mm-hmm. How much of your business and your workflow is reaching out, doing outreach versus mm-hmm. getting incoming business? Um, I'm or a, inbound. Yeah, I'm just in a really blessed position right now. I haven't reached out to anybody in like three years. That's awesome. Uh, it's just that grind that I did from when I was mm-hmm. traveling and doing all that stuff. I still feel like I'm benefiting from how hard I went from before. And now like literally every day, there's something in my inbox, something in my, my DMs of like, yo, hey, we love your work. Can you do this for us? And now it's like to the point of it's like, you know, it's really big shit now. It's like now I'm shooting like GQ magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting Intel. I'm shooting these all these documentaries. So I'm like, whoa, how'd this happen? Mm-hmm. But it's that grind that I put in those years before. Even like it's sorority shit, but it's like, yo, you're still grinding. People see, uh, people see talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you are they finding you mostly off of like social or like Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you do one big project that gets posted and then you get like exposure from that. Like, yeah. how are people typically finding your it's work? A, it's a little of, of everything. And I think word of mouth is probably uh, the best thing. Uh, people gravitate to good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I, like I, I feel like I am talented, but I feel like I'm equally or if not better of a person. I try to be. And uh, people want that. People want that around you. Like leave a lasting mark on somebody. And people will recommend you no matter what. So whenever I go into something or a shoot, I'm like, yo, I'm Jay. What's up, guys? And mm-hmm. I don't ask the the stuff about the shoe. I ask about their personal lives. I'm like, yo, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'll make fun of them. I'll make a joke. I just want to be cool with everybody. And uh, from there, it's like, yo, that J4 guy, He's a, his shit is good. But it's like, he's actually a pretty dope person. <laughs> and then let me recommend you. And uh, yeah, I think word of mouth is probably the best thing I have. And then just social media. No, I think that's, that's so fair, dude, because we were telling people mm-hmm. like last week we had a we had Nate on the pod and he was telling us he's like, it's so important to just be like a good dude and Bro. just be, be someone that we could just mm-hmm. hang out with and people are always going to want to hire you back. Exactly. You know? It's like you can be the most talented person mm-hmm. in the world, but if you're a weirdo closed mm-hmm. off, it's like, I yeah. don't want that dude. Totally. I, I feel uncomfortable now. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like just make people comfortable. And you don't know where you can go from there. You want to pass the beer test. Like, do I, this guy's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. But do I want to grab a beer with him after Exactly, the shoot? exactly. And I made so many friends. I have friends like to this day of just off shoots. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just like, yo, what's up? Like, I actually care about what you're doing. And I'm interested in like what you're bringing to this shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, here I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. When you, when you got back from Thailand, mm-hmm. right? So you've been doing some sorority vids. We got some bread saved up. What does it look like, though, as to what you're trying to attack slash make? Um, what, are, what are you trying to go at when you get back? I knew uh, once I did the sweaty stuff, I'm like, this is not what I want to do. Forever, it's like, yeah. It's money. It's like I'm using it to to leverage to get more equipment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's the only reason. And uh, from there, I'm like, all right, what do I want to do? And uh, I, as every creator, you kind of do everything. But mm-hmm. I did real estate videos. I did car videos. I did uh, headshots. I did everything. And uh, through that, you kind of find the lane of like, all right, what am I actually interested in? What do I like shooting the most? 
And my thing was like fashion, documentary, storytelling. And from there, I'm like, all right, how do I chase that? And I want to be a luxury brand. I don't want to just work with just anybody. I don't want to be the dadographer that just records the quinceaneras and talks mm-hmm. to the dad. I want to be, <laughs> yeah, I want to be, I want to be shooting commercials, but I want to like get to know like the amazing people, mm-hmm. and that that is celebrities. And uh, and I used to say influencers too, but like uh, there's a, a complete difference between an influencer and a celebrity. Totally, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I mean, I started off shooting influencers, hated it, mm. and then celebrities. That's when I really started getting my name out there. And uh, the first person that got me out there was Odell Beckham. No way. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. I hit up every. I, I love athletes, and uh, I hit up every single athlete. And I'm like, all right, they're not responding. How do I get these athletes? How did you go about reaching out to them? Was it just DM, email? Uh, DM, email, cold call, and all that stuff. But uh, my thing was like, all right, I can't get to them directly because I'm not big enough yet. Mm-hmm. So I would look and see who they're following. I'm like, all right, who's this guy? And then you're like, all right, that's his trainer. I look at his stories. Like, oh, they're with each other every day. So I was like, all right, I'm going to hit up the trainer first. And uh, once I hit up, hit up the trainer, I'm like, I don't want to say I want to work with you to get Odell. I just want to work with you. And uh, from there, that dude, that his name is Justin Shaw. He's amazing. Um, he got me to where I am today, bro. It's like uh, it went from like me trying to get use him to get to Odell to like, yo, like I, I really fuck with you. Like you're like a mentor to me. And from there, he kind of just showed me the world. Like that's when I really started to get paid and travel the world. He introduced me to Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham posts my video. People start seeing it. Wow. I'm like, wow, all this comes from just like DMing people. Mm. And you never know what uh, social media can do. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've worked with Odell. I didn't know that. That's fucking sick. Shout out Odell. Yeah, Odell yeah. is like, he literally is why I am here today. He would never know, but it's like, yeah, because that one video I did, and it was like a quick, like, 30 second video of him working out. And then people like understood. I was like, oh, he's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that leverages Odell to get whatever I wanted. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was huge at the time. It was yeah. like 2017, 2018. Oh, shit. This is the one hand yeah, catch. This days, is the one hand catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, he's, hot. he's He's dancing. He's doing mm-hmm. this and doing that. So I shot all that in the video. He posted it and boom. Like, Just fire. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was hitting you up to make these these other videos you were getting? Was it athletes and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Or was it brands? Was it uh, all kinds of stuff? It, it started off with just other athletes and then led to, to being brands and then. And from brands, it became like companies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So uh, just a little bit of everybody. Um, at first, it was just like his uh, other trainers would mm-hmm. try to hit me up like, yo, can you do this for me? I got this athlete, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And uh, that's how I found um, his name is Alex Fine. He's a trainer and uh, he's married to Cassie, you know, me and you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another big break. So he saw my Odell Beckham video and then he was like, yo, bro, can you do something for me? And so I was like, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm in the grind phase. I'm still living in Palmdale at the time. I was like, all right, I got to get out of Palmdale. I got to get out. So I'm driving every day, like, yo, me and Alex Fine, he lives in Malibu. It's and a far <laughs> drive. It's a far, it's a far drive. drive. Every day, bro, to destroy my car. Oh and my God. Uh, he introduced me to his wife, and she's like my crush. I'm like, oh, my God. This she's is, bad. Yeah. She, this is, I like, yo, Cassie, I'm like, I'm shooting her. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> And then and went, yeah, bro, it's crazy. And uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a great edit. Exactly. So from there, <laughs> from there, uh, they ended up getting engaged and getting married. And they're like, "Yo, do you want to do our wedding video?" And wow. I'm like, "Oh, yes." And uh, Vogue. And, no know, way. It was from Vogue. It was a Vogue magazine wedding, and they had Jay Ford covered. So sick. So dude. from there, you did I'm the cover? Like, yeah, we not not the cover. Cover oh. the wedding. Cover oh, the wedding. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, from there, it was like. 
Just take it, let's take blew it up. No yeah, it's way. Cause, like, I had Odell and then Vogue within like two months. Wow. Yeah, bro. And uh, so from there, they're like, oh, he's legit. So once you have these names, it's like, all right, now you can leverage to whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. Okay. I want to touch on like getting paid mm-hmm. versus pay, getting paid in exposure because I think that there is something to be said about mm-hmm. getting paid in exposure. When you were reaching out to Odell's trainer, mm-hmm. are you saying, yo, let's work? Like, I want to make you a video for free. Or are you reaching out saying let's work and then like giving him your rates or like how are know, you like bro. navigating? It's, it's free. It's all, it's all free. It's like what else I'm gonna do? I'm just in Palmdale. It's like let me just get out and, and shoot. And it's it's all practice at the end of the day. Um, you use uh, every time you go out and shoot, it's another day of practice, another day of practice. And I I didn't feel I was quite ready for the commercial stuff. I'm like let me just see what I can get into. And uh, I just hit him up like hey I'll just shoot for you and I'll shoot for free and blah blah blah. Didn't expect anything in return, but like the long-term success out of it is uh, good exposure. Now I'm getting paid for whatever I want to do. And that's what we tell kids mm-hmm. is like the shoots that you do for free are going to are gonna turn into the shoots that you make the most money exactly. on. Exactly. It's the passion projects, bro. And I tell people that all the time. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. the way you get your bag is the passion projects. It's something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is how people find you. It's like, yo, he's really passionate about it. He's so good at this specific video. And people will hire you for just that. You know what I mean? I try to do passion projects even to this day as much as I can. And that's how people find me out. It's like, yo, he made this awesome video. He took this amazing photo. Can you do that for us? Yeah, that, <laughs> dude, that's what we're trying to do right now. I, I was literally mm-hmm. meeting before the pot. I mm-hmm. had a buddy come over and we were writing up just a bunch of random spec ads that we have that mm-hmm. we want to like make. And I was like, this is how we're going to make exactly. the most money exactly. is by just sitting there <clears throat> doing these for free, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with these ideas because then someone sees it, the right, the number two at mm-hmm. fucking Apple sees your Apple, your fake Apple ad. And they're like, yo, can hire this kid yeah us? get yeah, this kid yeah, over exactly. here it's so funny because i remember during the pandemic and, and like right now I, I'm, there's this one girl that i follow on tiktok and she was like in her dorm making little you know portrait or not portraits mm-hmm. shooting product shit and a huge fucking brand saw it, like uh, patagonia saw it patagonia pays her to do it and then she's like oh patagonia saw my video after patagonia saw it then a thousand other yeah, brands saw it. somebody does and it's just it's just it. a big mm-hmm. snowball and now she's got this little product firm thing that she's got going which it, is awesome it's literally practice bro because like mm-hmm. what if you are uh what if somebody a brand has hit you out the blue mm-hmm. and asks you to shoot something that you never shot before how are they gonna pay you for it yeah, how are they supposed to know that i should exactly. hire you to do it or how do you know how to shoot it because exactly. like every shoot is different mm-hmm. no matter what people tell you every shoot is different mm-hmm. and if you don't have those those practice reps those getting in that grind and like doing it for just the love people you can't do that for when you get paid totally you're gonna agree. panic you yep, know what i mean absolutely <laughs> some people can do it and obviously you can do it but it's nothing like already doing a passion project and mm-hmm. now i'm getting paid for that passion project mm-hmm. i do think though that you're not always gonna you might get an opportunity that you're not 100 percent ready for oh, yeah. but sometimes you just got to say yes even if you're like you know, I, I've done yeah. something similar, but not that exact yeah. thing. But like, this is a big opportunity. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm out always to say yes, and I'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I've done that before. No, all right, YouTube. <laughs> and that's literally, bro, like so many, even to this day, bro, there's things I get asked to shoot. And I'm like, what the fuck? i never done this before. And uh, <laughs> Pulling the team. Call, call, exactly. call the team. Exactly. So you might have to blank that out because I've done everything, guys. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's uh, you kind of just have to do it. And everything is a practice rep. And that's how I take it. I mm-hmm. love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're talking about celebrities, athletes and stuff. Mm-hmm. A big celebrity you recently shot is Sebastian Maniscalco. My he guy. is one of my favorite 
comedians uh-huh. it's so funny me and <laughs> me and Braden and his girlfriend chloe went to new york like earlier this year in mm-hmm. may and we were in the uh in the hotel room and i was showing them all of his like old bits and we were dying like, bro dying. he's so he fucking hilarious. funny I'm, go- I'm going to see him in vegas i think it's next september yeah it's in september Ooh, I'm excited. Let me, let me know, bro. I will. I, I, I will. Be able to you do might. Something. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. After Costa showed me him when we start first bro, moved in here, I was like, "This is the fucking funniest guy." It, bro, I, I didn't know who he was until I, I shot him. I didn't know who he was at all because I, I didn't follow the comedian world uh, too much. It was like, oh, ah. he's funny, dude. bro. And then once I met him, I'm like, yo, this is the funniest dude I ever met. Dude, in my life. His whole his whole acting situation, yeah. it, it's just top tier. It's not just like someone up there with a mic. It's like this guy's he's he's animated. Yeah, he's, he's animated. so animated. It's so funny. It's crazy <laughs> because he's the complete opposite when he's not when he's not on stage. No Completely way. Completely opposite. Obviously, he's still yeah, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've never seen anybody just turn it on like that. It's like uh, he'll be super cool, super Italian dude, uh-huh. super suave, super smooth. <laughs> you know what I mean? His voice, his accent, it gets to you. It feels like like a, a Russian mob, uh-huh. Irish mob talking uh-huh. to you. And I'm like, yo, who is this dude? And then once they yell his name, he turns it on. He becomes this and he becomes that. And I'm like, yo, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's, That's incredible. incredible. Yeah. How did that come about? Instagram, bro. No way. In- did you DM him? No, he DM me. Shut up. Yeah, bro. So, I- so you're sitting at home. You just get a fucking DM from Sebastian. No clue who it was. I'm like, Sebastian Manasaka. And I, I kind of looked over it. And I'm like, oh, no okay. It's a, he has a blue check. And I, I'll check uh, it later. And uh, I'm looking. And I'm like, oh, this dude, he seems pretty big. And I click. And I'm like, oh, he's huge. And I went on YouTube and I see Netflix thing. I'm like, oh, he's legit. And uh, he asked me to shoot his show at the forum. No way. And once I met him, he was like literally one of the coolest people in the world. And uh, and that night I met Leonardo DiCaprio. No way. Cool. Were you doing photo and video? Or yeah, do I was you, doing photo and video. Do you like? Do you have a one that you prefer or no? Uh, video. Okay. Video. So that's my bread and butter. How do you decide in a big situation like mm-hmm. shooting Sebastian? So you got your dual wielding, right? Dual wielding for sure. So you have the what? The Black Magic Black 6K? Black Magic and then the R5. And the R5. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so... Take me through like an example of how do you pick in that situation? Um, you kind of just fill it out. Okay. Like, as, as you go, it's like, all right, this will be a good moment for photo. Mm-hmm. Right, this will be a good moment for video because like shooting a comedy show is uh, it's pretty much the same shot every time. Yep. So it's like, all right, this is a good moment for video. He's being super animated. Let me get this on video. All right, now I got that. Let me chill out for a little bit. Let me get some photos. Okay. And uh, yeah, bro. And it was the coolest thing. He loved the video. I had dropped. I made the video that same night. I was like, yo. I can't lose out on this opportunity. Like I just met Leonardo DiCaprio. Who else am I gonna meet? And uh, from there, I made the video that same night. He loved it, bro. He was like, "Yo, do you want to go on tour with me?" And I'm like, "What?" And that's always been my dream is to go on tour. And uh, yeah, I went on tour with. No Sebastian. way, yeah, bro. Yeah, crazy. Best experience. How long did you go on tour with him for? Uh, we just did a New York run, so it was like uh, a week and a half, two weeks. Oh my gosh! And uh, we hit every stadium in. Um, New York, and then and he just packs that whole selling thing. out everything, bro. bro Madison Square Garden, like breaking records. He's like biggest comedian to sell out tickets this fast, and selling out Madison Square Garden, the Barclays Center, uh-huh. Prudential Center, and these people and these fans are loyal, bro. Like wherever he went, we're in a restaurant, people are knocking at the window, and I'm like, yo, I've never experienced anything like this before. This is the coolest mm-hmm. thing in the world, and he's just so smooth, bro. <laughs> He's just so smooth, calm, collected, and he doesn't think about that stuff too much. He's just like, yo, what's up? And he asks you questions about your life. And he's like, all right, this is this is the homie. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And okay, I want to talk about Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. The fucking Mecca. Yeah, like, the Mecca. Was that a pinch me moment of getting to shoot something 
In Madison Square in Garden. In Madison Square Garden. I'm like in I'm in uh like the dressing room and stuff, and you see all the photos of all the legends that's been mm. in there. And I'm like, yo, I'm really here right now. And like the the biggest moment of all. So he sells out the whole thing, like the floor is sold out. It's like there's no there's no room left there. And he was like, Jay, come on stage. And I'm like, what? Shut up. <laughs> in MSG. In MSG, bro. He was like, yo, be Jay for my uh photographer, videographer. And uh, he was like, get a picture of us. And I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> I was just I was not expecting yeah, it. Yeah, you know? I'm yeah. like, oh shit, and uh, yeah, bro, and everybody started clapping. He put the the phone lights on, and I'm like, yo, I'm doing what I love. This is like How the cool. coolest thing. Like from doing sorority videos uh-huh. to standing in the middle of Madison Square Garden with my name being announced from one of the biggest comedians in the world. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm, this is it. This is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? I'm not faking it. I'm just doing what I love and, and look what it led to. Man, yeah, it's I, crazy, I can't, crazy. I, I have it on my phone. I'll show y'all, but it's it's crazy. That is so cool. Hey, no, yeah. yeah, it's just it's, I'm just I'm just like thinking about you in the moment. Like, Bro, it, it was it was nuts. I'm just like on stage and he's like, it's like a circular stage and he's just walking around and I'm following him. I'm like Yo, bro, I'm not even shooting him no more. Let <laughs> the camera's over here. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, looking great. You're looking great. And then, yeah, bro, he, uh, he's, he loved it. He loves my work. So that's it's pretty cool. What was the piece that he saw of yours that made him want to reach out to you? Do you know? I don't know. I, I literally don't know. Like, he, do you know uh, how he Alpha Fee USC. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were like, no, yo, this had, fucking I, water shot right here. He has a trainer that... I had shot for, for before, like years back, mm. and uh, like we shot a couple times. We never really met, and I guess that was our introduction. And he was like, "Oh, I need a videographer." And he was like, "Oh, I know somebody." And wow, yeah, I guess it, it was me. You know what I mean? Somebody that I was nice to years ago was like, "Hey, I got somebody for you." Wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, yeah. You had shot some concerts though, right? Um, or not really. Not like that. It's sure. different. It's more of like the like the EDM, like yeah. the rap concert mm-hmm. stuff like that. Comedians is completely different. Yeah, I, like I literally every show is like a new learning experience because really it's so it's so new and it's like it's so dark and it's so light in the middle. So you like you literally have to like teach yourself techniques of like how to shoot it, and you kind of had to plan it out after a while. It's like all right, this portion I'm gonna shoot just the crowd. I can light that up. And then the next portion, I'm just shoot just him. And then you put it together and edit. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there any other tips you could give to someone that might be shooting a comedian like that? If it's just one show, uh, shoot everything separately. Um, oh, just, okay. Like I said, just shoot the fans first or shoot just him first and get what you need. And Because you can't shoot the whole show. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're there for. You're, yep. you're there to make a highlight of the show. So get the parts where he's most animated and get that on film. Mm-hmm. And then get the reactions of the people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same joke he yep. shot, but just uh, get everything in certain pieces and then you can put it together at the end. So I like it. Yeah. And something that I've noticed when I'm shooting these concerts mm-hmm. too, it's a really good point. Like mm-hmm. you can never get everything. You're not going to capture mm-hmm. every moment mm-hmm. and you're not going to get the same moment on a, on a wide angle mm-hmm. lens, telephoto, yeah. or video, photo. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you're not... It's you're simply it's impossible. impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. So what I find that mm-hmm. is really interesting because I feel like it's it's similar is mm-hmm. have a, a a a shot you want to get in your head mm-hmm. and stay in that shot in that moment until you get it exactly because there's times where I'm like okay I need to get a telephoto shot 
of a girl mm-hmm. or the crowd going crazy. And maybe like on this first drop, the pyro isn't going off or like mm-hmm. I, it's it's maybe not a great drop to mm-hmm. get it. It's like you can either say, shit, I didn't get it and I'm going to switch or mm-hmm. stay there and be like, all right, I'm going to get it next drop. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, like, can, you can feel it. It's, it's, everything's a rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's like, everything's a tempo. So I'm like, all right, the bass didn't hit yet. Let me just wait. Let me just wait. All right, fire is going. All right, now is my time to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For, for your instance. And after shooting like the first show, you did tour with him. So you got to kind of know the show a little bit mm-hmm. better. So like, did you feel that you got to know when certain jokes were going to happen? Oh yeah. What it's, to a, film? it's the same joke every time. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right. And I'm still laughing the entire time. I'm shooting and still dying. I heard it seven times in a row. And it's, he gives it a different delivery. Shaky, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. And you kind of have to like make keys and points of like, who who's the best person to be shot? It's like some people shy away from the camera. Some people love the camera. So as you go, you're kind of walking around and there's people waving at you. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's like, all right, I remember her. I remember him or that dude was like, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Let me not shoot him. So the, you just make mental keys. And throughout the night, it's like when that joke is about to come, I was like, all right, I'm getting a tight shot on her because she's about to explode. <laughs> and what's also nice about doing multiple shows with mm-hmm. the same artist or comedian, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, is let's say last night or the show before mm-hmm. you got one joke or one song um, mm-hmm. at one angle right so maybe like the joke that sebastian says mm-hmm. you got a tight on him you have that mental note in your head so the next night you go and you're mm-hmm. like okay i already have the tight of him on that exactly. joke let me get the crowd mm-hmm. exactly so you kind of have to prep and plan like you can't just free ball it every time you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like the creativity is one thing but it's like you have to be smart at the end of the day and what is going to separate the madison square garden from the barclay center and that is like the pre-production shit so it's like all right What's he doing before before he gets on stage? Like, what makes Madison Square Garden so amazing? Like, once you're inside, everything looks the same. It's dark. He's lit, but you have to get the before stuff. Let, let me get the banners outside. Mm. Let me let me get a wide shot. Let me get a drone shot coming mm. in of this Madison Square Garden. That type of stuff you have to think about going into a shoot. That's so true. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta figure out what separates each night because if yeah. the show is the same, yeah, the exact same. You build everything's the, story. the same. It's like damn. It was it was hard for me at first. Mm. I'm like damn. It's like. He's wearing the same thing, same jokes. It's like same lighting. I'm like, all right, what's going to separate it? And it's telling the story of, all right, Sebastian, like, well, how do you feel about selling out Madison Square Garden? And like, did you dream of this before? And uh, how does it feel now? And that type of stuff separates mm-hmm. uh, just a regular like highlight, just a highlight video. tape or and whatever. Now, you, now you're getting a story. Now you're mm-hmm. getting him to open up. And now I'm more interested in drawing into it because it's like, oh, wow, this is first time actually selling this mm-hmm. out. He's actually never done this before and getting that reaction. And now that creates a story for people that want to see. I also think going and taking that initiative mm-hmm. of asking whoever it is, the artist, the comedian, mm-hmm. whatever, whoever you're shooting, like mm-hmm. take initiative and ask them questions. Get the BTS yeah. stuff because like that's what people want to see. Exactly. It's like take pride in your work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, yes, they hired you for a specific reason because you can create cool visuals. But mm-hmm. it's like what is going to separate you is like the storytelling aspect. Mm-hmm. And it's like what what question can you ask them that's going to that you're interested in at first and then other people are going to be interested because like people want to see the person they they see the joke they see the act but they how is sebastian when he's not on tv like that cool chill guy let me capture that because that, that's cool to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think everybody else would want to would want to see that because you guys even say like is he animated all the time no he's actually complete opposite mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me yeah. capture that that's super interesting yeah. it's great and i mean uh-huh. you get you get an inside look at that as like mm-hmm. the creative of sebastian's content they're like you know you're you're the one you're the painter mm-hmm. of that and then it's amazing because you get to see him turn it on mm-hmm. like he's chill 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 they scream his name boom 
Boom. That's amazing. <laughs> and when you're a fan of someone, you want to know the smallest details. It's like, is he drinking Coke? Diet Coke? Mm. Pepsi? Water? Yeah. Like, what is, what's his like pre-show mm-hmm. ritual? Exactly. With athletes, with musicians, mm-hmm. with art, whatever it may be. Like, exactly. That shit is interesting. Because you would think like somebody on his level, he'll be like drinking, turning mm-hmm. up and blah, blah, blah. This motherfucker sits in a room just quiet. Just him and himself. No yeah, his family will come in. All right, I need to focus. Jay, come here. Yeah, I'll just be sitting there with him. He won't say anything. He's just locked in. And then that moment when he when the stage comes on, he just turns it on, bro. It's it's amazing to did, see. Did you get to watch him practice at all before? No, I didn't. I oh, did really? okay. uh, At that time when they hired me for the forum, he had already been doing the show mm-hmm. for a couple months. And uh but he adds different things every show. Yeah. No he, way. He adds something else every show. And would he tell you those things? So would you be back and be like, I'm gonna try this one tonight, we'll see how this kind nah, of he, he just I think he just comes natural to him. You Jeez, know what I mean? he's just an artist. And I mean, we're just creatives. You know yeah, what I mean? totally. It's like, uh, so he's a creative too. Yeah, yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's a creative, but they have their own thing. So like, we don't shoot the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, let me do something with the camera. Let me let me do a different transition. Same thing goes to his craft. You know what I mean? That's so fair. Like yeah. as a creative, when you're on set, you're gonna get the shots that you think you're gonna get. Right? You have a plan. You have mm-hmm. your, your storyboard, whatever it may be. And then after you've done it for long enough. Like, yo, I have this idea. Let me try this. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same with a mm-hmm. comedian. Like, they're so comfortable telling jokes on stage and they have their routine so down pat that they're mm-hmm. just like, yo, let me try something mm-hmm. different tonight. Exactly. And you kind of, uh, you kind of, based on the crowd too, like some crowds aren't giving you the same type of energy. So it was like, if somebody's like uh, just very loud and excited, you're, you're giving them more. But when it's super dead, you have to like kind of figure out how to get them more engaged and stuff like that. So watching that unfold, it's like, yo, that's dope. Because mm. I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, all right, how do I get this person to smile? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so we're just constantly thinking. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's like a huge thing. And that's like amazing. Thank you for sharing yeah. about that. Yeah, no, you could. <laughs> you could. It's a damn grapefruit. <laughs> um, you've also been doing some other really cool stuff mm-hmm. you directed a campaign for Fendi yes bro yes uh, it's crazy so remember when uh we were doing Fourth of July and I brought my dad camera yeah and I was like okay yeah this is my VHS. first time yeah and that's what I learned everything on that VHS camera hmm. so I had I was just sitting at home one day just watching YouTube videos and I get a call I'm like hey uh, I know this is super last minute but our uh director just dropped out he got sick of COVID is there, um, would you be down to direct a campaign for Fendi? I'm like, yes. And uh, I was like, what's the idea? He was like, how fast can you come up with the idea? I was like, oh shit. And I was like, my dad camera. I was like, <laughs> I literally shot the entire thing no with my way. VHS camera, bro. Just drew inspiration from other people that mm-hmm. I look up to and uh, ended up having a camera set up. I asked her questions about her and her life. And like, uh, her, her name is Malia Pyle. She's on Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. And uh, the new show that comes on HBO, and I was like, how does this moment feel? Because this is her first big break. And I recorded everything on a dad camera. And it looks so nostalgic. It looks so sick because it doesn't look too clean and professional. Mm-hmm. It's just different look. And there's you can't replicate VHS. Yeah. And yeah, bro, and they loved it. They they loved it. They're like, what? Wow. What were the other... So so take me through like the mm-hmm. piece. So you're sitting there interviewing her. Is it just you literally holding the... No, fo- I had somebody else help me. Okay, uh, holding the camera situation. Yeah, hold the camera. I'm asking a question with the VHS. Mm-hmm. I'm zooming in. I'm zooming out. We have one lockdown Fun. shot okay. to make sure we get it. Uh-huh. And we blend the two and uh, yeah. So it's all based off that interview. And then what's like the B-roll that you kind of... So B-roll is her. She's doing a photo shoot for the cover. Oh, sick. Uh, and did you have that on VHS too? 
Uh, yeah, everything. Oh, everything. Wow. So it's just like talking about her moment. She's posing. She's modeling. Mm-hmm. She's doing all this stuff. We get it on the the R five. We get it on the dad camera, and so then we just sick. put it together with her voice in the background. So Beautiful. It's so sick. Gosh. Yeah. When, when you first pitched that idea, were they like? Oh, absolutely. Or were, was there pushback on that? Bro, honestly, and that's what I like. I love what I'm doing now because like people are just hitting me up for what I want to do. Mm. Before it's like, uh, yeah, we want you to do this, this, yeah. and this. And now it's like, yo, what can you do? This is like the guidelines. It needs to be 30 seconds. Mm. It needs to be blah, blah, blah. We need to capture Fendi, obviously. But what can you come up with? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got you. That's sick. Yeah. And you're directing, mm-hmm. right? Had you directed um, a lot of stuff up to that point? Or are you um, mainly like just using the camera? Like You know DPing? what I mean? As a DP, you kind of, especially when you're on, on the grind. Totally. Mode, you're, you're a director. You're a DP. You're yeah. a lighting. You're everything. So just mm-hmm. from there, I'm like, all right, I know exactly what to do now. And uh, directing has always been my calling because I love talking to people. I love the vision. I love seeing it go through. And uh, from there, it's like, all right, I had the vision with the dad camera. I have a vision of these questions. Let me direct it onto this girl and uh, just make sure the publicist likes the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it's like, yeah, just do your thing. Bang. Yep. I love that. That's yeah, awesome. I think it comes out next week. Oh, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. have it on your phone to show us after? I, uh, I think I have a little bit on my phone. Oh, okay. It's like a BTS, uh-huh. but I don't have the actual video. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting, dude. It's, it's Congrats dope, on it's that. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. Do you see yourself moving more towards like strictly directing or do you see yourself always having a camera in your hand? Um, I I think I just want to my future self like I did my goals today and I'm like my long term is like I want to be a big time director Uh, I think my vision is bigger than my talent that I want to do with the camera Mm. you know I mean there's a certain threshold and it's like maybe I'm not a scientist and having an Aria Lexus and stuff like that I don't even want to be like that it's too technical Mm. but my vision is like yo I, I know I can get this I know I can get something out of somebody so my big time goal is to direct everything that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to look back on this on like Yeah, five, we're gonna we're gonna clip we're gonna clip we're gonna clip <laughs> this clip and we got, we got Jay Ford. Give me some time, bro. Give me some time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, bro. I do also want to talk about I watched the um the smug mug feature that was done on you. Yeah. Great piece. I like, appreciate of, it, bro. Of I mini appreciate doc. it. Yeah. It was awesome. We'll link it. Um you guys should definitely go check it out. Yes, sir. But how did that feel? Getting to be in front of the camera and getting mm-hmm. a feature on yourself and getting interviewed and kind of being the subject of a video when so much of the stuff that you're doing is you're, you know, <clears> directing <throat> and filming other people and telling other people's stories. Um, to be honest, bro, I had imposter syndrome. I, I, I didn't think I deserved mm-hmm. to be in front of the camera. Like I, I, I the coolest thing, I love everything that came out for it and it's like it's a beautiful piece. But that whole time, bro, I didn't like it. I didn't I was like, I shouldn't be doing this like i'm not good enough why they even want to shoot me i'm just this random dude from palmdale and uh yeah literally to the day it dropped i'm like yo this i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for this and it literally and this isn't during the pandemic so like things aren't going for me as much it's like i'm not shooting i'm not doing my thing i can't do passion project and then all of a sudden they want to do a documentary on me why (laughs) and i just kept asking myself why and uh, it took some time to kind of like realize I'm like, oh, yo, you do deserve to be in this moment. You do, you are amazing. But at that time, bro, it was tough. It was tough. What would you tell someone if you have a piece of advice to someone mm-hmm. who does or is dealing with imposter syndrome of like, cause I dealt with that when mm-hmm. I got an opportunity to shoot what I'm doing now, the yeah. music stuff, like I hadn't even shot any music stuff before. So mm-hmm. I dealt with, why did they choose me? They could have chose mm-hmm. anyone. Like, yeah. I know I'm good but am I good enough? Yeah, is it an accident? Like, yeah. I, And I was like making these lies to myself. I'm like, oh, 
I mean, it's it's the Black Lives Matter movement. They just wanted a black guy. And I kept telling myself that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, but what if you're actually a, a good person? What if like people are drawn to you, like I said before? And uh, I was battling with that, bro. It was it was hard, especially coming out of the pandemic. I'm like, oh, I don't know who I am, but my advice is uh, just to keep going. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do. You can't, you can either dwell on it and say you're not shit or you're like, all right, there's a reason why they picked me. And that comes from football. It's like, yo, there's a reason why you are gave me the starting job. Like, I'm a whoop ass now. And it's just that transition, as things started to open up, I started doing the passion projects. I felt like I took it as a, a challenge to like, all right, now I gotta raise my bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, that standard before, now they got a documentary on me. How do I, how do I get better? And uh, it, t- it took some time though. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't a flip of a switch. It, it was a gradual thing into that. Yeah, those mental battles can be yeah, bro. Sometimes. Yeah, because we shot that in twenty twenty, and I really feel like January this year, I I got out of it. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like in twenty twenty one, you're just barely trying to get the jobs back that you had missed yeah. in twenty twenty. Mm. You're just still trying to figure it out. You're just trying to get money at that point. And then now, like once things started rolling, I'm like, oh, things are rolling pretty good. I'm getting big opportunities, blah blah blah. And like now, like I feel like I earned the credit for what that documentary was for. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. You brought up the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. protest. He talked about shooting that because some of the stuff you shot with that is awesome. Yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you. Um, That that was just a surreal experience. Uh, like 2020 was just a, such a crazy year. And just uh, all the things that were going on at that time, I feel like I had no choice but to mm-hmm. capture that. You know what I mean? Especially being a black man myself. Like, we're dealing with these things. Like, people don't get to see... Um, the pain that we're actually going through, you know what I mean? Like, and the, the news shows one thing, mm-hmm. but to be there and experience like the pain and suffering, the sadness of what it is, it it, it was beautiful. And as as weird as it sounds, it was beautiful. It wasn't the chaos that they showed on TV. Mm-hmm. It was beauty, like for everybody to come together and stand against something that is wrong and something that we've been dealing with forever, and to to stand against it and say we're tired of it. Bro, I'm a I'm a creator. I like I'm gonna do my talent and capture this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, that that was a surreal moment. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And, and like that was that just you went out and you're like this process is going on. I mm-hmm. feel a calling that I need mm-hmm. to document this. Yeah. It was just like what else I'm gonna do? I'm like I, I feel so angry and and passionate about it. But it's like like I did at the parties. I'm like, bro, the camera's with me. Like mm-hmm. that is my extension. That is my lifeline. That's how I see things. And I was, I'm just bringing the camera and just capture what I seen. And that's actually how I got the documentary is because they saw everything that I was doing. And I was posting on my story every day and people were messaging me, sending these long messages like, oh my God, they're not showing this on TV. Uh, thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. And then the right person ended up seeing it. They're like, hey, would you want to do a documentary? I'm like, of course. <laughs> and then um, then we went to uh, DC and that was where we did the March on Washington. Mm. And that's where Martin Luther King spoke. You know what I mean? The I have a mm-hmm. dream speech. And to see all the people, it was a, around the same amount of people there, the crowds of people to stand up against one thing. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you know something's really going on mm-hmm. when thousands and thousands of people from all around the world come to one spot during a pandemic. We're wearing masks. It's hot. It's like 112 degrees. I melted. <laughs> bro. It was nuts. And uh, just to be able to capture what I'm doing, it was like, bro, I would do it again in a heartbeat. That's beautiful. Yeah, bro. Sometimes you just feel a calling that you, like, there's certain stories that just need to be mm-hmm. told and mm-hmm. documented. And, yeah. like, that's awesome. And there people, are, people are crying, bro. There's mm-hmm. these babies crying. There's women crying. It's like old uh, white men, old black men hugging each other. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is what I'm here for. I, I need to show these moments in life because I love people. 
And to see people come together and something powerful out of that, that is what I want to capture. I love that. Yeah, bro. It's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Can you talk to me about this Intel project? Um, so Intel, so everything kind of links together. So man's just booked a visit. You know, what I, mean? yeah, you know what I mean? So um through the documentary that I shot, the person that directed that ended up liking me so much. He was like, Hey, you're actually like really talented in this. And uh I have this project coming up with Intel. Would you be down to DP? <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, what? Yeah, call me. Yeah, call yeah. me, bro. So call me. So now we're uh so we're working in collaboration with uh damn, what is it called? Pixar. Oh, okay, Pixar. That's the big one. The biggest one. So uh Intel had made this chip for uh the computers that Pixar is using. And now we get these animators and we get to tell their story by using the Intel computers to show the chip and stuff like that. So uh, it was pretty cool. We did like a three-part series just kind of talking about their story, who they are, why the Intel computer makes them such an amazing mm-hmm. animator. And then, um, yeah, and we got a three-part series out of that. And that leads to um, now we're traveling around the world. They want to do it for creatives. Wow. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. They, they want to do it for creatives now. So like uh, it's like somebody like us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a videographer, photographer, how they use the Intel computers to make them better uh performers on the field so that's now sweet. they were thinking about doing one in tokyo and wow. we're doing one in scotland what's some of the things that you've learned filming mm-hmm. and just being on these doc sets that you could tell someone that's trying to do this because i think it's it's very different from just live content capture mm-hmm. or or just showing up and a, covering an event you know mm-hmm. totally different stuff a sorority video a sorority, like, yeah yeah, so so, yeah, yeah so, exactly so different bro and uh and for me i I just draw inspiration from like the people that I, I love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's people that are already doing it. So why not follow their blueprint? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like Nike is one of them. Yep. And they drop the most amazing documentaries they're, every day. They're beautiful. Bro, every day. Fucking and, they just and, get it, man. Yeah, bro. And it's like uh there's something cool about telling somebody a story about somebody and making it look cool. Mm-hmm. So I bring my talents in. It's like, yo, how can I make this dope? How can I make this not look like the boring put the camera on a tripod. How can I make this look amazing? And uh, from there, I'm just drawing inspiration. And now I'm coming out with my own style to tell other people's story. And it's the director's job on that one to kind of come up with the pre-production stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's such great advice. Like when you're first starting mm-hmm. out, you don't got to reinvent the wheel. Don't it's reinvent by- it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's no reason. It's like, what are you drawn to? And kind of pick off that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't copy. It's impossible to copy somebody, actually. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, Nike's doing it every day. Like, how can I make this really cool? And just from there, I'm like, all right, I'm, let me get Nike did this. Let me mm-hmm. let me try that. You know what I mean? And and you literally draw from that and to make your own thing. And in by trying something that somebody else has already done, you're mm-hmm. gonna find your own way. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna like, make it different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna make it different. It's impossible to like copy somebody's straight line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it's impossible. So, yeah, man, just kind of just draw inspiration from people that I inspire to be, and even hitting them up. There's people on Vimeo that I hit up directly. I'm like, yo. I love what Vimeo's you do. got the sleepers, bro. Vimeo, Vimeo has the is, sleepers. That's where bro. the big dogs live. Yeah, they live on bro. Vimeo. Oh, bro. Like, I, I they don't come out on Instagram or TikTok. Bro, They're my, on fucking that's Vimeo. That's my Bible. I know, bro. <laughs> that's that's, that's my, where I learned, bro. That's my Bible. It's so funny. There's so many amazing creators, and they're mm. not even big on Instagram. Yeah. They're, they're, they're huge on this platform, and they make the coolest things, bro. And I just like sit there in awe. And like I think uh, I draw comparisons to now. I'm like, oh. People think I'm good, but like, look at the people on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I want to be like. So yeah, that's Vimeo's my shit. So you draw inspiration a little bit from Vimeo. What mm-hmm. are you posting on your own personal stuff? What what you know? What's kind of mm-hmm. if I just popped on your page, I'm mm-hmm. a random person. What can I kind of get from your brand? Uh, 
first of all, I'm not posting enough, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I have, like, a thing of, like, I don't need it. I'm already getting jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's part of the reason why I'm here today is like, yo, I'm there's a shift. I had a, like an epiphany even the other night. I'm like, yo, there's a level that you have to get to in order to to reach the goals that you want to get to. And uh, and part of that is putting out that personal brand. It's putting out your work because I would do this the most amazing thing with Intel and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm just keep it keep it tucked. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like I'll show the people that want to see it. But I'm now I'm at a shift of like, all right, you have to post your work and the ties are changing like there's reels and there is tiktoks and stuff like that it's actually making it easier for us mm-hmm. if you if you don't overthink it so much it's actually easier now like a five minute project i gotta cut it down to 15 seconds say less so <laughs> and they already have the song for you yeah. <laughs> so now that like right now i'm like in a in a moment of like all right i get it now let mm-hmm. me let me not be so far against it and let me kind of go with the wave and you're going to get something out of that. You know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. grind. Yeah. When we were driving back from Alabama Hills, Arthur's just like, dude, I've been trying to get this dude on TikTok so much. And like, I, he hasn't fucking posted on Bro, TikTok. Like, I have one video. Have on you down, you've scrolled on the app? Oh yeah. Every oh, yeah. day, <laughs> every day. And um, bro, I don't know what it is. Like now I'm starting to see people that do what I do. I'm like, oh, I could be doing this too. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I get, I mean, I'm with celebrities. I'm doing this and doing mm-hmm. that. Like there is no other J4. Why aren't you putting it out there? You should do it. Yeah, I'm like literally, bro. The other night, I'm like, it's time. Yeah. So I made I a Trello that. board. I like wrote oh, down you're everything it. that I want to make and Let's everything go. like that. I'm like, all right, it's go time. Let's go. That's awesome. That. Well, yeah. you're, you'll have to. Everyone will have to go check out your your new TikTok that yeah, you we'll post we'll after we send you after we send you some clips. Oh my god, Jay, what the fuck? It might be user one million seven seven. That's funny. I know, bro, but it's, it's go time now. Like that feeling that I had when I first moved from college back to Palmdale, I'm feeling that now. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aiming it at social media. So these next few weeks, I'm about to go in. You're going to have, I mean, yeah. you you walked into our apartment vlogging, which, which is sick. I, I tell everybody that isn't vlogging, mm-hmm. like that's how I started. Mm-hmm. I, I was in the fitness shit. That's how I kind of got yeah. into this whole thing. But I think it's the easiest way to one practice because everybody bitches especially people who are from smaller towns dm me every day yeah yeah i'm in i'm in nebraska i yeah. don't have nothing out here but cows i'm like dude vlog vlog your day because your day is a lot different than the kid that lives in la it's so you know what i mean it's so easy to say that but once you start it it's mm-hmm. like it's such a job it's oh, like it's a sure. full-time for job sure. vlogging because i'm doing all these places and doing all these cool mm-hmm. things and i'm like fuck i gotta vlog i gotta vlog yeah, and i'll gotta- start you know and then I'll go eat lunch and mm-hmm. I completely forget about it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, fuck, well, vlog's gone for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, all right, stick to the plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to record everything. Yeah. We're already talented. So all you have to do is record a couple things. And exactly. Kind of come up with your story for the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's sick. So, I, and I, I'm excited to see where you yeah. take where you take your vlog. Yeah. Is there anything else that you've been working on that you'd like to tell people about? Um, Your book. Your book. Yes. Yeah, so, so, all right. So I'm doing this thing of like, I'm dedicating myself and like part of the social media thing. And I'm not doing it for social media, mm-hmm. but um, there is this thing of like, I'm creating for somebody else every day. And what if I just wanted to create something for myself? And I love photography. Like, that's where I got started, street photography. And now I'm going to all these beautiful countries in the world. How can I show somebody that doesn't know what Bali looks like? How can I show somebody that that's not on social media? Mm. How can I create something that people want to see and that's aesthetically pleasing? So I'm dedicating my time and energy to going to 10 different countries in the next year and just capturing what life is really like. 
And I'm calling it the life. So life of NAU, I'm now I'm making it life around the world. So sick. Yeah. So if you need to travel, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm down, bro. I'm down. And I really want to like, I don't want to show the like the stuff you will see on TV. Mm-hmm. I want to see the real people, the nitty gritty. I want to go to the Sloans. I want to go to the beautiful parts. Mm-hmm. And I just want to just capture that and challenge myself to something that I haven't done before. And I want to make a coffee table book and kind of document it my process through that i love that yeah. that's beautiful man well, put yeah. us on the list i got you yeah <laughs> i want to come to at least one country. yeah yeah that's um, sweet so like i told you i had an epiphany the other day and uh this morning i bought a ticket to san francisco i'm like all right i'm gonna go to chinatown san francisco and i'm gonna just start shooting about a one day 20 it's not even 24 hours i bought it uh 8 a.m flight and i'm coming back at 9 30 at night that's just to see what I can get. There it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're you're literally you're telling people what you want to do, and now you're fucking doing it. So yeah, that's sweet. That's yeah, awesome. I'm putting like I'm putting everything on this right now. That's also though, <laughs> like, man, people think you know if you want to do something like that, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta buy this really expensive plane ticket mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. go to a whole nother country and go for a week and yeah, have so and so gear, whatever. Like, you're literally going for, for less yeah. than 24 less hours. Less than 24 hours. Like, bro, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't have to be San Francisco. It'd be, it could be in your own backyard. Yeah, so, like, definitely. I could have do did the same thing in LA, mm-hmm. just doing street photography and walking around. But I'm like, all right, let me do something different. And uh, luckily, I could be able to afford something like that. But yeah, you don't have to be able to spend all the money to create. Just create in your own backyard. And San Francisco, sick, dude. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Have, and Chinatown is yeah. huge in San Francisco, yeah. and I just want to see that. Like, you don't really see the street photography in Chinatown too much from San Francisco. It's like, all right, I want to, I want to capture it. That's dope. Yeah, and it's practice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I do go to these countries. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So we always ask a final question: mm-hmm. If you were to go back and be able to give your 18 year old self a piece of advice about this journey that you're about to embark uh-huh. on because obviously like your journey is your journey you can't mm-hmm. change anything but if you were to be able to tell your 18 year old self a piece of advice about this journey that jay's about to mm-hmm. set out on what would you say to your 18 year old self uh don't listen to anybody that hasn't done it oh you know what i mean it's like your family your friends can be closest to you and but don't listen to them you know what i mean follow your heart and find the people that are doing something that you want to do reach out to them and just follow their their lead and that'll get you where you want to go that's beautiful (laughs) that's beautiful no it's true dude i i I tell i tell people like all the time you can't you can't listen to someone's advice that tells you to not take you know not go do this dream if they didn't go follow their dream it's like yeah my mom doesn't make any sense my mom told me to go to the navy out of high school if i didn't get an offer i'm like bro i don't want to do that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's like i want to be a photographer and at that time you know what i mean like uh they didn't know that was a career field that mm-hmm. it is today. You know what I mean? It totally. Is, it's such a like a random thing to yeah. want to, your own job in photography. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But like I said, follow the people that inspire you. I love <laughs> it. Where, where can the people find you on social media? Uh, social media Instagram is J four J A Y underscore F O R D. Um, YouTube. I just revamped it this morning actually because oh, I'm yeah. ready. I start the vlog. There it is. Uh, vlogging. It should just be under J four. There you know it is. I mean, hopefully you can find it. I want to pop up. We'll get a pop up for you. We'll yeah, link it below. Yeah, yeah. We'll link it all and below. then uh, TikTok. It's uh, I'm gonna make one. <laughs> User one four seven, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Five Hundred Five Podcast. Make sure to get a screenshot, lob it up on the story, tag all the boys, and we'll see you guys all next time. Peace. Peace. Yes,